Hey everyone, Sarah Brown Wessling here from the Council of Chief State School Officers National Teacher of the Year program. And I am so excited to announce the third season of Voices from the Classroom, the State Teacher of the Year podcast. CCSSO's National Teacher of the Year program provides a platform for exceptional educators to elevate issues that affect teachers and their students, to expand their leadership roles, and to inform policy and practice. In this season of the podcast, 2022 State Teachers of the Year will teach us about the lessons their students keep talking about. Maybe it's the one that they come back to years later and tell the teachers about, or maybe it's the one their most recent students have asked for over and over again. This season, we are honored to have two past State Teachers of the Year conducting the interviews themselves. You'll hear Stacy McAdoo, 2019 Arkansas State Teacher of the Year, John Arthur, 2021 State Teacher of the Year, and me in conversation with our teachers throughout this season. I invite you to listen to these incredible stories. Welcome to the Voices from the Classroom podcast. I am Stacey McAdoo, your forever 2019 Arkansas Teacher of the Year. And today I am here with the 2022 Michigan State Teacher of the Year. Hello. Hi, my name is Leah Porter. I'm so excited to be here. So can you um, tell us a little bit about yourself? What you teach? So I have been going into my 17th year of teaching into this school year. And for the first 15 years of my teaching career, I taught kindergarten, which was not really my first choice, um, but I really grew to love it for many years. Um, and then uh, the when I was the year I was named a Michigan State Teacher of the Year, I uh, right before that I decided to move to third grade. So these last last year and now this year, um, I have transitioned to third grade, um, which has been absolutely incredible. Uh, such a fun change, uh, very different from kindergarten, very different from kindergarten. Well, I, I'm I'm high school and college, so I bow down to everyone <laughs> who who's able to. Um, to educate our fun children. That's what I call them. <laughs> you know, being a kindergarten teacher is, is such a magical experience to be a child's first teacher. And um, I loved that so much, but I was hungry and eager to uh, spread my wings a little bit more into content and uh, really experience an older grade. And so when the opportunity came to move to third grade, I was like, I'm ready. It was a big change. It's been a big change, but it's been a wonderful one and a, a wonderful new experience. Yeah. Okay. So being an elementary teacher, um, do you, do you have students that come back to you at, after they leave and, and they remember specific lessons or things that you have done in the classroom? Yes. Um, you know, uh, I, uh, I've t- been teaching long enough now that I have um, had my fourth set of kindergartners graduate from high school this past year. And uh, it's really wonderful to uh see them in the beginning days of learning and then watch them succeed with high school graduation and beyond. And, um, and yes, you know, it's, it's fun to hear them talk about specific special lessons that uh, we have done or did do, you know, at five years old, they don't remember a lot of details, but they usually remember the big, more special kind of project things that we would do. Um, but, you know, it's more that feeling of remembering like the love of literacy and the joy of reading and 
and like more like themes of things we did, um, not necessarily always very specific moments. Usually when they'd sit back in the classroom would when they would like things would start like percolating and generating um, with things that they would remember and love about that experience. But this is so not about me, but as you were talking, um, my children, the, the teacher that we stayed in contact with for real throughout their entire career was, was their pre-K teacher. She mm-hmm. was phenomenal. And she, my son graduated from college in May and she, I mean, she followed him that whole time. Mm-hmm. So you, you all do um, make a huge impression Yeah, it was it was really beautiful because I got actually invited to my first college graduation from a student from my first class in this past May. uh, And I went to it at Michigan State University and it was I went to their high school graduation four years before and that was amazing. Um, But then getting that invitation personally to go sit with her family and um, watch her graduate from college was. uh, Yeah really beautiful and um you know you just it's such like an honor to to be a part of a child's life in that way for so long and uh and it's it's definitely not lost on me the impact of uh of that in those relationships so can can you share a specific lesson that you return to or one that is very impactful for you yeah so um I was thinking a little bit about this since the longevity of my career has been in kindergarten um, and now transitioning to third grade. But I have um, at the beginning of the year for the last many years, both in kindergarten and then um, I created a, a different version of this for third grade is I like to start um doing really intentional read alouds around empathy at the beginning of the year. And uh, in my kindergarten class in the last few years, I've been using as an introductory text, a book called words in your heart, uh, which really kind of helps students understand um, words of love and kindness and then heart piercing words and how those can impact us and really starting to have those conversations, both as, you know, in a whole group setting and how we kind of navigate our emotions in, in moments in the classroom. But um, it was really fun to think about how I wanted to adapt that for my third graders last year. And so um, I used a book called The Perfectly Perfect Wish by Lisa Manchev. And it's a book about a little girl that um, finds this golden coin and illustrations are absolutely gorgeous in the grass. And it's like one wish, one perfectly perfect wish. And the book goes through the process of her thinking about things she wants and things she loves. And then she starts asking people in her life um, what they would do if they had one wish. And it really gives some perspective of people's circumstances and um, things that we can earn versus things that um, some of us don't have that others do. And it's a really beautiful story. And it's a really great way to start having conversations with students about what makes us different and unique and how we uh, carry challenges that are often invisible that we do not see. And uh, within those conversations, I build, um, it's called I Wish You Knew Box. And uh, it's a form that I can have my students fill out that is something they want me to know. Maybe it's something they just want me to know. Maybe it's something that they want um, to share as a class discussion or have a a thing that comes up. And it's just a box. What what did you say the name is again? 
Oh, of the book or of no, the, the box? What did you say? So I call it the I wish you knew box. You knew. Yes. So it wasn't, you know, from the conversations of the character in the book is when she starts to discover and peel back these layers of people that she thought she knew and um, the ways in which they would use that wish, which wasn't like necessarily superficial things, but, you know, deep, meaningful things that would really impact their life. And so with that, it was the conversation of we don't always want to share our personal things with the class. And so it would kind of be a communication box with us. But what I was finding uh, after I introduced it was that students were really using it as a space to share um, both things personally themselves to me that and you know that they just wanted me to know or wanted me to have a private conversation with them about or things they wanted to bring forth to have as part of our class meetings and it really over the course of last year kind of evolved in this space where kids could really talk about things that they were struggling with in the classroom or dynamics that were occurring or joys that were happening in our learning and it was used on a regular basis and what I loved about it was it was just this like beginning start to this whole kind of unit on like really intentional read-alouds around empathy. And I, I really had no idea how that was going to occur because in kindergarten, that's not really something that's possible to kind of generate, but it really brought forth some really deep connections that I was able to make with students. Um, and they had that trusting space where they could bring their feelings. But also um, I was just blown away over the course of time as they were being reflective of what was going on in the classroom and maybe situations and things like like that, that they were able to then vocalize those as things that they thought that the community of learners would benefit from. And um, having those rich conversations really transformed a lot of perspectives of how uh, we engage with each other and, and how we come in with things that are invisible and unknown. And it was just really an unexpected surprise, really, in how much that was uh, became such a valuable part of our community landscape on a daily basis. And what was fun was, is that we use that. And then I, there were other read alouds after that, that kind of built in um, like authentic dialogue conversations with their classmates. We use the book. We're all wonders um, to, and the kids wrote about their own um, partners. And so I kind of then kind of spread them out a little bit more over the year than what I had intended uh, just because that initial read aloud had so much power to them and how they could um, start like kind of processing and navigating some of those feelings. I have so many thoughts. Um, I, I want to ask, how did that lesson impact your relationship maybe with the parents? Mm. And because you talked about how it sort of changed the dynamics within the classroom. Mm -hmm. um, yes, I'll, I'll stop and just let you answer that question. <laughs> yeah. So what's interesting, and this will be, I, I like ask me this again in two years, because these were kids I had in kindergarten. Um, this cohort was because I moved from K and then I moved to third grade. And so the students that I had had in kindergarten were in that third grade. And I'll have that now for the next two years. So I had a lot of established relationships with parents to begin with. Um, and so it was definitely something they knew that was occurring. I didn't incorporate them as much as um, I might have if I didn't know them well, um, but they knew me well as an educator. And uh, we, I had a, an established relationship with many of the families, um, not only the ones I had, but my son happens to be in that same grade. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic in that way, uh, which isn't always the case when you are moving into new grade and often they're gonna be new families. But it um, allowed a space to for kids to be able to talk a little bit about things that were going on in their families. And we were able to have, 
you know, um, more, those would be definitely private conversations, but uh, I had many already established relationships with families. So some of that I would already know before the kids were writing about it, but I was happy to see that they were wanting to express that when a situation was occurring at home um, or something was happening that uh, was kind of transforming that over time. And so they had that safe space to know that they could kind of process those feelings as well. And in some cases, it was a reach out to parents to help support some different pieces that might be occurring with their child or or things that they might need beyond that. Um, Okay, so you've talked a little bit about the learning that occurred with the students and we brought in the parents. What about you? What did you learn about either about yourself or about learning in and of itself? So, you know, uh, coming from, again, the primary background for so many years, like my first foremost goal is to establish authentic relationships with kids. And uh, especially in that first year, those first few years of school, it's so critical for kids to feel safe and welcomed and know that they have a a space where they can be seen and uh, known by the person that's around them. And kids are so, and I would say all kids, right? Not just little ones, know when someone's being authentic and genuine and those that are not. And it was always my number one goal to make sure that kids knew that I was a person that would help them and support them and be there for them. And so in terms of that piece, it was just such a lovely opportunity to deeply know students and to be able to connect with them in ways that I don't know otherwise would have occurred because it just gave this space where we were having really honest conversations about the things that were happening. And, and I'm not really a person that <laughs> I'm kind of an open book with life. And so I, you know, obviously in developmentally appropriate ways would talk about things that were challenging and hard for me as well. And kind of owned those things when, you know, when it was having a hard day or when things were overwhelming And, but, you know, when you are a model for empathy and understanding for your students, they will become that same, you know, they emulate those same things, right? Like, and so for kids that don't have necessarily environments at home that allow for time to process feelings that um, give them the opportunity to be able to feel their emotions and express them, um, you know, this was a wonderful opportunity for them to build that over time which was just a wonderful, like unexpected surprise as well. You know, you think, oh, this is a great way to connect this book and start this conversation. And then it kind of just evolves into this whole other thing that is so unexpected. I love it. And one of the things that I I absolutely love about having conversations with teachers is you guys give me so many great ideas that I'm able to take back and tweak, modify, but I, I don't even have to tweak this one. I mean, (laughs) this is perfect. Perfect. Uh, Before we leave, are there any final words or anything else that you would like to share with the listening audience? You know, when I was thinking about a lesson that, you know, uh, we go back to all the time, I was thinking about these dynamic big lessons and experiences I would give kindergartners for years. But what I have found over time, it's not necessarily the like the activity, but it's how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. and um, especially at those younger grades. And so I would just say for those that are looking for like memorable lessons that it doesn't have to be elaborate. It just needs to be authentic and it needs to come from a place of love and care. It needs to come from your heart and kids will lean onto that and connect with you in just the most beautiful ways. 
Oh, thank you. That was a, a great way to wrap it up. <laughs> I don't even, I think we just dropped the mic and just go on. Um, thank you so very much for being here today. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing a piece of your classroom, a piece of your heart, a piece of your teaching, a piece of you with us. I hope that you have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day and an even better tomorrow. Thank you so much. No, it was lovely. Thank you for letting me share just a little, little peek of what it means to me to build relationships with kids. Thank you for listening to the latest series of Voices from the Classroom, the State Teacher of the Year podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. Please share these lessons on social media with the hashtag NTOY22. That's hashtag N-T-O-Y-2-2. You can also catch up on the last two seasons on our website at ntoy.ccsso.org. While you're there, you can also learn more about and find ways to support all of our efforts to elevate teacher voice through the National Teacher of the Year program. Until next time.